Live golf. Who is it? What does it mean? We'll get into it. We'll also get into some uh, NBA, NHL, and winners and losers of the week. So let's go ahead and dive in. Episode 12 of the CMB Sports Show. We're going to kick things off, start start talking about Cole's favorite country, the Saudi Arabians, and how they're ruining American golf. Hey, Those are his people. They're, they're driving up that price of gas for you, and with all that money you're paying them, they're paying Dustin Johnson $150 million. What's not to love? Yep, ripping your favorite golfer right from you. Hey, and... You know, <laughs> maybe it's good. Maybe it's a good thing. Uh, live Golf. I think they could have picked a better name. Um, do you know why they called it Live? No, not at all. So, fun fact. Live Golf, they chose L-I-V for the Roman numeral 54. Which Shout out. is what you would do if you birdied every hole. That's okay, that's random. Score, that's what your score would be. I was like, what in the I thought they were world? shouting out uh, Donald T. Wasn't he 54? I think so. Shout so, out. Maybe it's an under, underlier. <laughs> I don't know. Super weird. It's just like so random because, you know, I follow golf and it just kind of... I mean, I, you know, they talked about it, but, like, then it just comes out, like, out of the last, like, two weeks, it's like, boom, live golf. And, like, the CEO yeah. is Greg Norman out of nowhere. Um, let's see. I have some other some other stats uh, and facts for you. It says it was founded last year. Um, but, yeah, Saudi Arabia owns it, or uh, some guy or people. Um, first tournaments this weekend for people who don't know. And if you yeah, don't know what we're today. talking about, it's uh, the Premier Golf League is what they're calling it, Live Golf. Um, some notable members, Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Louis Oosthuizen, Charles Schwartzel, Lee Westwood, Kevin Na, Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau, Chase Kepka, not to be confused with Brooks Kepka, and James Pyatt, who is the he's twenty three, and he just won the U.S. Amateur Tournament, which is like a huge deal. Like that's like what Tiger won before he before he uh, joined the PGA Tour. So he's probably an up and comer. But yeah, and then also today. Uh, the PGA officially suspended everybody who's partaking in the first tournament. So, uh, pretty crazy things for golf, with especially with Dustin Johnson. That's like, it's crazy. I never would have thought that he would have left. But hey, I'm with it. Chase the bag. Yeah, I don't blame him. And uh, I think it's, you know, you see a lot of, I think competition is good in those sports. And, but you see a lot of like the NFL with like the XFL and the USFL. Those, those are not touching the NFL. No, like those are not on the same skill level. They don't have the same money. These guys in Saudi Arabia have endless amounts of money. They have like they money. have deep pockets. Yes, they could, they can attract these 
big-time golfers and just take them away from the PGA Tour just because they have so much money. Yep. And, it you know, they're kind of branding themselves as, like, you know, big money. They're very, like, they have a cool, suave logo. Everything's black and white. Like, everything looks really cool. So, I mean, they, they seem to be doing a really good job, honestly. And, like, their website's cool. If you get a chance, you can go look at it. And they're doing these things where you're, like, a free agent every week. So you get you'll there'll be like a draft of the team. The team captains will do like a snake draft of the field, and you play as a team and as an individual. Um, so I mean, it's kind of cool, kind of different. Um, I mean, I'll probably watch it, especially if they start playing at some cool, notable um, tournaments. Because like when I first heard about it, I thought it was gonna be like just like in saudi arabia or like you know yeah the middle east like i didn't i really didn't understand like that's the first like interpretation i had was was like that and um they're playing all over the world like the first one is like right outside of london and then i I think they have like five tournaments planned for the u.s so i mean why would you not? Like, if you're Dustin Johnson, somebody says, hey, man, we'll pay you $150 million to come play on our tour. and then Guaranteed. Yeah, guaranteed. That's guaranteed money. And then you get a chance to win the tournament, which you said it was how much? Yeah, they said their tournaments would be $4 million apiece. $4 million. Which the Masters is 2.7 for reference. Like, that's crazy. Why would you – if you're one of the best golfers in the world – with Dustin Johnson, and he's kind of, you know, he hasn't won everything, but he's won a lot, has a lot of success. Why would you not go do it? Yeah. I mean, be, be the groundbreaker. Like, I feel like that kind of fits him, too. Him and DeChambeau are, like, always going against the grain, you know, of how you do stuff, non like, non-traditional. So. Yeah, I think DeChambeau, I think he wants to be that guy that goes against the grain. Yeah. I think Dustin Johnson, I just don't think he cares what anybody thinks about him. No. Like, I think he just kind of does his own thing. 100%. I think, um, but, I, you know, I like Kevin Na was talking about it. I think it is going to be good for the game because it gives us something different. Like, you start, you know, people talk about how much money, like, college football brings in and, like, how their players don't get paid. Well, like, the PGA brings in a lot of money and like yeah they have good tournaments and good good purses and stuff but i feel like it, i feel like it's not what it should be but that being said like i know some golfer like tiger is one of the highest earning athletes of all time but you know it's, i feel like it's mostly from his sponsorships and stuff yeah, endorsements not, not necessarily winnings yeah which we had talked thinking about maybe these guys could still play in a lot of the mass I mean uh, a lot of the majors but I think the PGA Tour is going to try to stop that I don't know if yeah. they'll be able to yeah. but they're definitely going to try cuz that'll be a that'll be a reason to keep a guy like somebody that wants to go down as the greatest of all time like you yeah. have to stay on the PGA Tour to compare to guys like Tiger which is why I think Tiger will stay, just because you can't pay him enough to risk his legacy and what he's done so far. Yeah, he's done, you know, he, he won all those tournaments, and you know, obviously, and had a great career, and then he kind of hurt his career with 
you know, like his personal life kind of get you know getting all wonky and he had those injuries but he saved it like he came back he's he's been a good dad and all that stuff so i don't i think this would if he did make the jump which i don't think it's even in question but if he did i i it would i think it would send it right back down the toilet yeah for sure um but that's really uh that's really it so uh, just just a note too. If you do want to watch it, it says the TV partners are YouTube and Facebook. So, wow. Uh, good luck, I guess. I mean, I guess if you have YouTube TV, you know, that's good. I don't really know what the Facebook thing's about. Uh, well, I wonder if they're just live streaming it on straight YouTube. Yeah, maybe. Because I mean, they wouldn't. I mean, they'd get money from ads, so. It's not like they need money anyways. There's got to be some kind of profit, right? For the for these Saudi Arabians, like there's got to be like some long-term profit margin plan, right? Well, I think it was like you said, like the purses in the PJ Tour are good, but they could probably be better. Yeah. So these guys that are running it are probably pocketing a little more than what they should be. So now if these guys come in and run the same tournaments and True. just give a little more to the golfers and don't pocket as much. True. Yeah, that makes sense. Because if they can get on board, you know, like the USFL got on board with like CBS, Fox, which is genius. Because that's like the way you're going to succeed, you know, having these TV deals. Because those are worth a ton of money. Um, if you don't believe me, go look at like what like the, the MLB makes you know from ESPN like it's stupid how much they pay like it's, it's crazy and it's those are college that's college like this is you know, pro golf there's no telling what like what the PGA makes in their TV deals but um, if they could get like a big sign like that which YouTube has a ton of money and like if they could get on with Hulu Live they have a ton of money uh, Amazon obviously has endless money so i don't know man like it could take off like it really could could you imagine baker mayfield promoting the live golf tournament for hulu hulu has live golf (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's so funny it's good stuff but um so i guess we'll get into uh some nba action i think uh it's definitely not going the way I thought it would with no. the Celtics up 2-1. I, I thought it'd be the opposite the opposite way around. So I guess we'll see. Um, I, I, I hate his, t- uh, uh, his uh, antics, but he's pretty good. Jason Tatum. Yes, uh, even though he's a weirdo. He's about that life. He does. He does model his game off of like Kobe and AI though to where he's like like he might score 24 points but he's probably taking 25 shots yeah or he might score 27 he's shooting 24 times I think Jalen Brown is honestly they're not as far apart skill wise as people think no yeah I agree with that I think they are 1A 1B and you can put it however you want just cause really the one game yeah, game one, Tatum played bad. They still won. Game two, Brown played bad. I think he only had like 15, and they lost. 
Now game three, they both played pretty well and they win pretty easily. But Draymond's got to where he's in his little where he's like acting weird. You can kind of tell he like senses it like he has to do something drastic to kind of change the momentum and swing things their way by acting like yep. the a-hole that he is. Because, I mean, he had two points yesterday. He had more more fouls than he did rebounds, assists, or points. So he's – and he's just acting crazy. Like, I think he wants to get thrown out or he get another technical so he can get suspended. That way he can use that as an excuse of why they lost. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. That, that guy, I can't remember his name. I'm trying to pull him up. Uh, but he was just like playing with Draymond, and they were like just running their mouth with each other all night. So that dude definitely got to him. Um, let's see where to find him. Grant Williams. Oh yeah. He, he was just like in him, dude. Like they at one point got into a shoving match, and I mean he really. Let's see, he had. Uh, I don't even see where his points are. But that doesn't matter. Like, he was there. He was there just to annoy Draymond, really. So, um, why is it not giving me their points? I did see an interesting fact that the 76ers had a chance to draft uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the Williams guy you were just talking about. And they took three guys in front of all three of them. Yep, I saw that too. Which, it's easy to do when you have the number one pick like eight years in a row. Yeah. Well, I think that, didn't the Celtics have the number one pick when they took Tatum? They had number one or number two? Yeah, maybe so. I think they had Because they traded two. back to three and took him. I can't remember. I think it was number two. I think the Sixers took Markel Fultz at one. Yep. I think that was the year. So I think the Celtics had two and traded back to three and then took Tatum. Dude, I am big time frustrated. It will not show me their points. It shows me their minutes for field goals made, field goals attempted. Field goal percentage. Like, what kind of, what is this? Anyways, it doesn't matter. It's looking like the Celtics might be the better team. Like, I would never thought I would say that, but <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, I I was watching it last night. Like the the Warriors just could not get anything going. Um, but I will have to say I saw the the post game press conference with Clay Thompson, and you know he he was talking or they asked him about the fans. Like, did the crowd have uh, any kind of impact on the game? And he said like, Nah, man. Like we we've dealt with rude fans before. Uh, yelling the F word at us and all that stuff. So, you know, that stuff doesn't really bother us. And I was, like, thinking, like, man, that is so on brand for Boston. Like, way to just be good. Way to just be – you know what? (laughs) I just don't get it. Like, why are they so bad people? (laughs) How can a a city with so many good schools have the worst people? I mean, they have Harvard, MIT, like – well, none of those people University. went there. Yeah, but they all live there. Those are there. 
Those are the University of Massachusetts people yeah. that are at the game screaming. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. It's hilarious. Yeah, I saw where saw Draymond's wife made a post talking about she thinks it's crazy or um, unnecessary that they were chanting "F you, Draymond," where it's like Draymond kind of brings it on himself. Yeah, that is like he the only asked city for it. That would that would do it though. That would actually do it. Just I don't know. I think I'm kind of rooting for Boston at this point. I just don't like them, man. I don't like any of their players. Jason Tatum cringes me out. He is a weirdo. Marcus Smart is like that player you hate playing against. Yeah, him and Draymond almost cancel each other out, but I would still give my hate edge to Draymond. Yeah, 100%. He's just more over the top. Yeah. He talks more. Yep. Like, why are we interviewing Draymond after games? He's averaging five points a game. Yeah. Why are we interviewing him? Why aren't we interviewing Jordan Poole? Right. Who scored 20. Andrew Wiggins. Steph's, Steph's still putting on a show. Clay's oh kind gosh. of been hit or miss, but Steph is still... He's still Steph, dude. Getting buckets. He's good. He, uh... I, did you see him do the get the four-point play, and then... Like, he just pulled out... He just pulled up from, like, way beyond... Al Horford jumps out, lands under him. Of course it goes in. He gets yeah. up and he just does the he just counts to four. I was like, <laughs> dude, you're crazy, man. He just knows he's about to, you know, make the free throw. I love it. Yeah, I mean the one game the Warriors won, like we said, it was kind of helped by the refs. I don't know if I don't think the Celtics win without the refs. You know what I'm saying? I still think the Warriors outplayed them, but yeah. the refs definitely helped to make that a bigger difference. But now I could see that happening again in Game 4. You know, NBA rigged. They'll try to push this bad boy to 6 or 7. So yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if the Warriors win this next one. I think the Celtics were like minus 3.5. I haven't yeah. checked it since after the um, first one. I don't know. I didn't have it on the NBA site, which is probably good. They don't want to give their uh, they don't want to give their secrets away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just can't believe it. Really, they um, it it just doesn't feel like the finals though. Like, didn't the finals used to like feel like it meant more? I I don't know if it's because like there's not like a good like two just dominant teams anymore like there's just so much parity in the nba now but like it just doesn't feel right there's just just feels weird yeah it's it's the lebron effect like whether you like him or not yeah he's the he's what's putting people because you're either watching him because you love him and you want to see what all he can do or you're watching because you hate him and right right now i don't think there's anybody that's polarizing enough like, Steph had two points in the fourth quarter in the last game, and nobody said a word. Yeah. People still talk about LeBron having six in the fourth quarter in 2011. Right. Or 2010, whatever that was, when Dirk beat him. So, he just, I think he's the the game changer. And it's crazy to think that we've always heard how bad the East was while he was there. And since he left, an East team has won every year besides the year that he won. Yeah. Since he went back out west. That's a great or point. Or went out west. That's a great point. 
It's, it's so crazy to think about. So maybe he'll run it back with Bronny and get another one. Could you imagine? You know, you know, that would be insane. I don't even, he didn't even have to play. I just hope he's on the team. I think he'll still be playing. I think he's got. I think it'll be like three years. No, I'm talking about Bronny Jr. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be the first pick in the draft because, you know, LeBron comes with him. I, I don't know, man. Like, you're basically taking LeBron at 1-1. And then you get Junior, just in case he's as good as... He's just going to be so old. Yeah, probably about 40. I think he's 37 now. Because Bron- I think Bronny's a junior. So, senior year and then one year of college. If he's good enough, like... Yeah. You see some... You, I don't know if it's just the team he plays on, but, like, people are like, he's not even the best player on his team. When he was at Grand Canyon or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, it's because it's, like, one of those basketball schools, like, there's probably seven or eight of those guys that end up going D1 or getting drafted, probably. Yeah. I couldn't imagine playing, like... You know, like, playing baseball growing up was always cool, you know? Like, you play against some of these players, and, like, you know, you, like, in baseball... One player doesn't make that big of a difference, you know. Like you're playing against, you know, like we played against da, uh, Daz, uh, Mike Cameron's son. Yeah, and, I think uh, it is Daz. Yeah, da- Daz, Daz Cameron. Cameron. He's a like a prospect now, but we played against him and like we beat his team or whatever. And like I always thought that was cool. And uh, but like basketball, like you got one dude that can just. Ball. He can just take over. Yeah, he can take over. It's over. That would be. I would honestly hate growing up playing basketball, having to go play in AAU tournaments and stuff. That'd be terrible. Unless you're yeah. like that guy, then it's fun. Yeah, then it would be the coolest thing in the world. Or, yeah. <laughs> just go out and score forty on everybody. You walk in the gym, everybody like is looking at you. That'd be awesome. But we uh we handed at this last show the Colorado sweeping the Oilers. Just. 4 I didn't really see that coming. I think yeah. the the Oilers kind of play like a pickup style of hockey where it's just like they just try to spread it out and just make something happen. And Colorado just does a better version of that. Yep. Now we've got Rangers, Tampa Bay 2-2. Um, I think Rangers still have home ice advantage. Yeah, the Rangers are up one to nothing right now with four minute, four and a half minutes left. Okay. Uh, second. So I think the past two games, Tampa's actually been playing better. They're getting more shots, but the Rangers goalie, Igor, I think he thrives in those situations. Like the more shots you're putting up, the more he locks in and are just kind of shut you down. And the Rangers have kind of struggled like getting anything going besides like power plays. But who knows? I think both of them, I think Colorado is better at every aspect but goalie than both of those teams. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. So, which, I mean, that's a big deal. Like, you get, if Igor gets on into the cup and he just goes lights out and blocks 60 shots a game. Yeah, I mean. He could give the the Rangers a chance. The goalie can just take over a series, really. That's why it's such a big deal to have a big goalie. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, obviously, if they do make it, they'll be hot. So, like, you're not just going to play bad and the goalie play good. Like, they're going to complement each other. So, I mean, that might be a good series. Or the Avs are that good. Yeah, I think they are. 
I think it'll be a good series to watch, though. I think I might actually sit down and watch every single game of that because that'll be awesome. Yeah, the Avs have lost two games in three series, two sweeps, and one went six. Wow. So they're they're firing on all cylinders right now. They're just so fun to watch. I do. I mean, I'm. I wish the Oilers would have made it because, or made a more a better series because they're fun to watch too. Yeah. Should have just made that the finals. Yeah. No kidding. Forget the Rangers and Lightning. See, <laughs> so you want we'll talk we'll talk UFC, then we'll close it out with some college baseball. Alright. We got a UFC pay per view Saturday. Got two title fights, the main event, Glover Teixeira versus Projeskov. Um Prochaska is two hundred minus two hundred, even though Teixeira is the champion. But this guy is a monster. He's got this weird haircut where he's shaved almost like a reverse grandpa where he shaved everything around the outside and he has just this huge like ponytail looking thing that just sticks straight up in the air and he just looks like I would assume he's Russian probably he looks like he was made like in a lab and uh, then you've got That's terrifying Valen- it really is <laughs> I watched some of his like he knocked a dude out he pinned a guy against the cage and he just hit him with like three or four elbows and then spins and hits him with a spinning elbow, and the guy just goes straight to sleep. That's ridiculous. Free. And uh, Valentina Shevchenko is minus 625. She's the champion against going against Santos. She's uh, lost twice since 2010. Both were to Amanda uh, Nunez. Seven of her last eight fights, title fights. The last Her last six fights she's are straight title defenses. So she's held the belt for a while. She's... Um, She's a monster too, like minus six twenty five for a championship fight's pretty heavy. Um, Wally Zhang is fighting. She's she's who's fought Rose. Her last two fights. She lost the title to Rose and then Rose beat her again by decision. So she's lost twice her last two fights, but both of them are to Rose who was the champion. So I would still take her. I don't remember what the line was on that. Um Looking at one prelim fight, Andre Fialo versus Jake Matthews. Andre is minus 145. He's a beast. He's lost one of his last five or six fights, and it was to Michelle Piera, who is also a beast, who's just like that weirdo that you can't really game plan for. He just kind of does whatever he wants. Like He'll randomly hit, a, hit you with a backflip, kick you between the eyes. So uh, it'll be a those good are, card. Those are, like, those are like my fi- like favorite kind of guys. Yeah, he's to, very to fun to watch. Honest. Like um, the guy who got Ben Askren, uh, um, Masvidal. Masvidal, like that that kind of stuff is electric. Yeah. Or the the guy that runs up on the gate. I think he got, I think he got knocked out last time though. Last time I saw him fight, anyways, the guy that he'll run around and like he'll like jump like he'll like run up onto the gate and like jump and do like a superman punch off the off the fence yeah i can't remember his name totally totally died i think last time i watched him but it's like those kind of guys are so much fun to watch because like they're out there trying to make something happen like even if they get even if they get got 
But you know who I wish would fight? I cannot remember his name for the life of me. But that the, that neon haired dude, man, that's my favorite fighter. That that just ate that O'Malley a, a million, yeah, ate a million punches. Like he needs a shot. Get him in the ring. I don't care if it's at 3 p.m., like 12 hours before the main event. Like we need to see him on TV. Yeah, I would like to see him fight somebody that's not as skilled as O'Malley and just see what happens. Yeah, I mean, because we didn't even get to see him punch. Like he no. just ate punches the entire fight. I mean, if he can eat that many punches from one of the best UFC fighters in that, you know, like I would say, especially like in the past, you know, five, five, ten years. Um, I mean, what could he do against a guy like on his skill level? Yeah, you know, I feel like. You know, he's probably in some, like, local fight somewhere, some local gym, like, just, he's just sitting there eating punches, and then, like, that dude gets tired, and he just hits him with a one-shot to the chin, they're, they're done. <laughs> he yeah. runs his own gym, because I remember that it went viral, where he was, the day after that fight, he was sitting there teaching wrestling lessons, at, like, 8 in the morning, his face was just completely, like, swollen shut. That's crazy. Dude loves it. I love that. I love those kinds of guys, too, like, that just live their passion that's awesome oh yeah that's super but cool. i threw a parlay together with uh wally Zhang, shevchenko and andre fialo and that's plus 205 so that'll probably be all that i play besides yeah just because all the other lines are so heavy i probably won't take anything other other than that yeah but let's talk some college baseball all right, let's get the greatest into it. team to ever exist, Tennessee Volunteers. Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hate Tennessee. Um, Tennessee Notre Dame at Tennessee. They play Friday night, six p.m. ESPN two. Who you got? I have to take Notre Dame. Just because everyone else has taken Tennessee. I like that. I like that pick a lot. I'm going to go Tennessee in three. But if Notre Dame won, I, w- I would I will like be so happy that I'm wrong there. But I feel like I have to go with my gut. Because I, I do, as much as I hate Tennessee, they are really good. Yeah. I, uh, I've already decided that if Tennessee makes it to Omaha, I'm just going to put a very large bet on them to just that's my last trick up my sleeve I'll bow down and say they're the greatest team of all time put a big bet on them and hope it jinxes itself and they lose and then I'll be perfectly fine with that that'll be the best three grand you ever lost (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like when I bet on the Red Sox to win the World Series every year just in case they do and I'm like not that mad about it It's That's like hilarious. worst case scenario. That's I just hilarious. win money. Hey, you never. Hey, what? What is the? What's that saying? Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Right. Hey, if you don't, if you don't stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Right. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, you know, I, I think at some point, what goes around comes around. Like, you, you can't just get away with being a bad person for your whole life. Like, that's just not how it works. And you can't get away with being uh, a classless baseball team for a whole season. Like, that's just not how it works. So at some point, they're going to meet they're gonna meet that team that's just going to give it to them. And 
I think Notre Dame could be that team. Like, they're pretty chirpy, and they like to get after it. And I feel like they're the opposite of Tennessee. Like, I feel like they're about that action. Like, like if they did get in a fight, like, they're fighting. Like, I feel like Tennessee would get punched and start pointing fingers, you know. Yeah, you can tell everyone at Tennessee is a front runner. So that first team that really, really punches them in the mouth, like beats them game one and jumps ahead on a game two, they might just shut down, and that could be it. Yep, I agree. I agree 100%. I think another team that would give Tennessee a lot of problems just because they wouldn't be any kind of scared or intimidated is Texas, and they play East Carolina. That's uh, the eight seed versus nine seed. Now it's at East Carolina, but – that is probably going to play into Texas' favor because East Carolina is an absolute launch pad. Um, one of the smaller fields I've seen in, in a college, uh, in, in, in like a, in the regionals, I, I, I guess, because like I think like their left field is like three twenty or something. Like it's I think it's three twenty, but it's like with a short wall, and I mean it balls are flying out of there all weekend. Um. But I like Tennessee to win that, or Texas to win that one. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's one of those where you just look at what have you done before to where ECU. I think they've hosted six super regionals and they lost all six. Mm. Um, Texas, Texas has made like thirty-eight trips to Omaha. Yeah, like that's probably half of the time they're making it to Omaha. Right. So I would. I'm going with Texas, too. Um, next is Texas Tech and Louisville. This is 5 seed versus 12 seed. Texas A&M. Uh, te- what did I say? Texas Tech? Yeah. Sorry. Virginia Tech. You're good. Uh, Texas yeah. A&M. Uh, Texas A&M and Louisville. Uh, 5 versus 12 at Texas A&M, which is a rowdy bunch. Um, now, Louisville's pretty good. Like, I wouldn't sleep on them, but with it being at Texas A&M, I'm, I'm going to have to give them the edge and say they probably win it in three, if not two, but like two like tight games where they could both go either way. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Texas A&M is, is really good. And if it was at Louisville, I would maybe give the edge to Louisville. But Texas A&M has a huge stadium. So that's got to play some kind of factor. Yeah, A and M was my pick before the regionals even started to pick to win it. So I'm just gonna keep rocking with them. I'll take A and M. I like that. Um, next is Oklahoma and Virginia Tech. Oklahoma was not seat was not a national seed. Virginia Tech is number four. Uh, Virginia Tech's another team that like. Like they're they're proven, like you know they're not your usual baseball powerhouse, but I mean they play in a tough uh, conference. Like they have, I think the ACC has uh, three people or three teams in the regionals or super regionals. So I mean they they are definitely in a proven conference, and it's at Virginia Tech, and I know they get rowdy too. So I'm gonna have to give that one to Virginia Tech. Yeah, that's where I'm going to. Just based on home field advantage, you got to go with Virginia Tech. I think they're they're definitely number four for a reason too. Like, yeah, I don't think they're no schmuck or nothing. 
Yep. Um, and then next is UConn and Stanford. I think Stanford gets out of this one with a clean sweep. I think I don't think very much of UConn. Yeah, I think they won the Big East route. UConn did. Yeah. Um, two teams I really haven't seen play much, so I'll just stay with Stanford since they're the home team. I really don't think either one of these teams are going to be relevant come Omaha. Probably the first team out, whoever wins this. Stanford is the uh, number two overall seed. Really? Yeah. So I might be eating my words then. Which I'm not sure who they would match up with. I think... Uh, let me see. Do they, they reseed it afterwards, or would it be Arkansas? I don't think so. I think it might be Arkansas and North Carolina. Yeah, because that's how the bracket was set up. Yes. The one that I wrote down. Yes, and that's correct. It is. So then, yeah, I'm sticking with what I said. Arkansas will put yeah. them out. Yeah, I agree with that. I like that. Um, yeah, because the next is North Carolina, Arkansas. I think. Now, North Carolina's good, but Ar- Arkansas is like that team that they've kind of underperformed this year, but they have the dudes to do it. Kind of like Ole Miss, like. Like, you know, the SEC was an absolute gauntlet this year, and everybody kind of struggled. Everybody was kind of there at the same level, especially the teams in the West. And um, I just think they'll have the dudes to get past North Carolina here, probably in three, uh, just because it's at North Carolina. It's going to be tough, tough environment, but I think they got what it takes. Yeah, we've talked about it before. Like, Arkansas has just been overshadowed by – other teams in the SEC that have been winning titles, but Arkansas is in the mix every year. Like they're up, they do things the right way. They're always competitive, so I'm gonna stick with them. Just keep trusting them. And they're, I mean, they're the Omahogs. Like that is sick. That is awesome. <laughs> uh, next is gonna be uh, Southern Miss and Ole Miss. This is probably gonna be like the matchup that you're gonna want to watch. Uh, along with Tennessee and Notre Dame. Like, this one is going to get chippy. They don't like each other. They're, like, two hours away from each other. I mean, it, it's going to get it's gonna get nasty. And it's at Southern Miss. So, that place is going to be packed out with Ole Miss fans, Southern Miss fans. They have, like, a really cool environment. Um, I, if it's still like it used to be, like, cars pull up at behind right field and hang out and they barbecue and all that kind of stuff, tailgating. So that one might be fun, might be a fun one to watch. Look out for. Yeah, uh, I'm taking Southern Miss. If it was at Ole Miss, I would take Ole Miss because it's at Southern Miss. I'm taking them. Yeah, just I like Southern Miss in that. Which you know, like you said, they're only like two hours apart, so it'll probably be close to fifty fifty. But I just think playing at your own place is different than playing on the road, getting yeah. to sleep in your own bed. Exactly. Exactly. And we've seen Southern Miss make it to Omaha before. Like, this isn't, like, a new thing for them. You know, like, they don't make it all the time. But, like, they they have been a storied, his, like, program. So, um, I think they'll be, like, your mid-major that makes it this year. And they might, they might make a little noise, um, depending on their matchup when they come in. But, so the la- last game, last Super Regional is Oregon State and Auburn. Um, Oregon State's the three seed. Auburn's the fourteen seed. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to go Auburn here, though. I I, I really there I really go. do. I I hate I hate to do it, but you know, putting my bias away, 
Um, I think that Auburn is a really good baseball team, and they're not a bunch of front runners. I feel like they're some grinders, and like they're gonna they're gonna travel even with the time change and all that stuff. Like I think they'll be fine. Like I think they'll go up there, and and what I've always said is like hitters hit, and like Sonny D and them like like Sonny D's a hitter. So I mean, yeah. he, I don't think it's gonna matter playing at 10 p.m. Eastern time, you know, out west. Like it's not gonna matter. Like he's he, he's still gonna stroke. You know, baseball still the same size. Yeah, um, Auburn baseball is definitely my weakest fandom that I have when it comes to Auburn sports. But uh, I've been kept in the loop by Connor Moon. So shout out Connor. Shout he out. Uh, shout out. The main thing I've heard him complain about is our starters. He's never said anything about the lineup. I think the lineup's just stayed constant all year. But he's always talking about if starters can just bow up, we'll be all right. We'll have a shot. And uh, they did that in the regionals. So if Mm -hmm. we can just stay hot, keep keep them limited to no runs or very few runs and just let the offense cook, I think we'll win this one too. So I'm taking Auburn. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, let's close it out with some winners and losers. Um, I'm going to go, I'll start off, winner. We've already talked about him. Uh, Dustin Johnson. Yep, go get the uh, bag. Guaranteed. Breaded up chicken tendies. $150 million, you know, married to Wayne Gretzky's daughter. Yeah. Dude's kind of winning. He kind of wins yep. life, not just the week. Yep, for sure. Um, mine's going to be Jabari Smith. Uh, the odds moved for the number one pick. He's now minus 450 to go number one. Oof. So wow. he's got, they've got Chet at plus 425, and Paolo or nobody else is even close. So it keeps going closer and closer to, to Jabari being the number one pick. That's pretty good. Um, he'll get paid too. I, I have a feeling his second contract in the league is gonna be nice. Oh yeah. Um, it's tough for me to say this because I am. I'm a Yankee. I'm. A, I mean, I'm a Braves fan first, but I'm a Yankees fan second. And I'm not sure how the game's going right now. They're last, losing last such a last night I watched Nestor Cortez get absolutely yammed on. <clears throat> and then I'm watching this night uh, tonight and Garrett Cole is getting yammed on. So I'm gonna have to go losers of the week. Yankees. And it's only two games that I've watched, but I mean that just that just shows say, how, how good of a season they've had. And then, you know, yeah. let me finish. Yeah, yeah. But la- like last night I sat down and watched the whole game and I'm like Nestor. What? Like what? Like what is going on? And then I watch tonight, and Garrett Cole gives up not one, not two, but three home runs to start the game. So it's like, ooh. And then Byron Buxton hits one the next inning, and so. Yeah, I've I've kind of grown to like expect that from Garrett Cole. Like if he just don't have it, he just don't have it. Yeah, it just is what it is. Yep. But uh, Nestor. The Nestor start didn't bother me either just because I've been expecting it for, like, weeks now. So I'm like, okay, 
Right. He can't just keep doing this. Yeah. Like, you can't just keep a 1-5 ERA forever and just every game come out and shove. But he did for a long time. So, for him to finally throw up a goose or, you know, lay one and suck for a game, I'm okay with it. Let's just not carry that over. Let's Which, get back to normal next game. Like, let's not kid ourselves. The Twins have a good lineup. Like, yeah, they do. Like they're And it's at home, like... And it's a revenge series. They've got Gio and Gary. Yeah. Both exactly. of those guys want revenge on the Yankees. Giancarlo Stanton was getting absolutely worked in right field last night. And that's not what he's there for, you know. But still, like, you'd want him to make some plays. And he did not. But, I mean, it, it's fine. It's not It's not that big of a deal. It's, it's two games. They're probably going to lose tonight. So, two losses. But... I just had to, the first series I, it, they've lost in a just, while. It, it was sitting super fresh on my mind, so I had to do it. And I'm sorry, but it was just it was just ugly. It was ugly two games. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know Stanton likes to play the outfield. Like it helps him keep him in the game and helps him on offense. But I think when you go to some of these bigger parks with bigger gaps, I think that's when you need to use him as your DH and just let the other three handle it. Yep. Good. Tell him to sit in the hallway. Put the Oculus on and just maybe live like a VR game or something. But go take, go hit off a tee until it's your turn to hit. See, that's that's what I don't understand. Like I did that when I DH'd. Uh, that was my issue. Like I had never DH'd before, and my issue was like staying in the game. Like you're just kind of coming off the bench cold. Yeah, it's weird. You know, and you get out of the think, flow of thinking things in your brain. But like then I started hitting off the tee in between abs. Like, you know, I'm still in the game because, like, I'm outside of the dugout. I'm, I'm just hitting, like, line drives through the back of the tee. Then I get up to the plate, and I just work that same swing. And it was like, I was like, oh, my gosh, why did I not think of this sooner? Right. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know why Giancarlo Stanton, the best hitter, the hardest hitter in the world, can't figure it out, too. But maybe I'm just built different. <laughs> Yeah, you are. You're definitely built different than one Carlos Stanton. Yeah. I feel like I look um, more like The Rock than he does. That's for sure. I'm sticking in baseball because I cannot stand this team. I cannot stand this guy. So my loser of the week is Tony Larusa. Today, he's up. His pitcher, Freddie comes up, hits a single. His pitcher gets Trey Turner 0-2. Bounces a slider in the dirt. There's, there's two outs, by the way. Right. So now the count's one and two with Trey Turner hitting. Okay. Freddie on second. He comes out and intentionally walks Trey Turner with two strikes on him and a one-two count. Max okay. Muncy comes up right behind him and hits a three-run bomb. You can hear it was a... A day game or an afternoon game, so you can hear. There's not many fans in the stands, right? But you can hear a guy. He's yelling, "Tony, there's two strikes. Tony, he already has two strikes." But I mean, that just shows whenever you you hire a guy that you know he was your old coach in 1954. So when you hire a guy that's a hundred years old who has done nothing but drink and drive for the last 40 years. You know, maybe he's not the right guy for the job. Yeah, I just, it was such a confusing hire. And, like, it, they hired him, like, pre-COVID, right? Or something. They hired him at, like, it a was probably time. mid-COVID, yeah. Mid-COVID. 
And then, like, two weeks later, he gets pulled over, right? Gets his DUI. But, like, in the in the body cam footage, he's like, do you know who I am? Like, you don't even know who I am. And that if there's one thing, there's not... There's a there's some things that celebrities do that I don't like. But like that's like the big thing for me. Like I don't care like if you're doing something illegal, you're doing something illegal and you should be punished just like everybody else. Like yep. just because you are you coached a baseball team does not make you a better or a high like like if anything you should be held to a higher standard. Like you're like just like uh, somebody with their CDL, their blood alcohol percentage is lower. Like you know, the legal limit. Like I feel like you know, if you're a celebrity, it should be even better. Like you know, yeah. Like, we, like that is my biggest pet peeve. Like, don't sit here and say like you don't even know who I am. Or like, do you know who my dad is? Like, like that kind of stuff just grinds my gears, man. And I thought they, I thought the White Sox got bailed out when that happened and they just kept him and I was like uh what are we doing here yeah so I, Dude, that's I'm, the douchiest thing you can do that's probably one of my favorite losers of the week that, that you just pointed out right there yeah anytime I can dance on Tony La Russa or the White Sox or White Sox Dave's grave I will and I feel bad for uh Nicky G cause that you know he might he might like him and we're just kinda just taking a dump on him but i'm sorry i'm sorry nikki g it's nothing personal to you it's uh he's with the white Sox. um i i've always kind of liked the white Sox, like uh because the barons you know you watch some of their players come up and play like that's always cool but then they hire just the worst person of all time and uh, it kind of ruined it for me yeah i can't stand the white Sox. so um I guess uh, I guess that wraps it up, huh? You got anything else? That's it. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, coming and joining us. Y'all have a uh, good weekend. Make sure you get us on uh, Spotify, Apple Mute, or Apple. Peace.